Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I am Zach Jackson, joined by James Wood. Howdy, gamers. And Rhiannon. Hey, everyone. Do I say your anyway, you can anyway. say You can say my last name. People... I can't remember if I did build enough. Rhiannon no, Austin, you... everybody. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> How Hello. are we all tonight? All three of us. How... <laughs> Little 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 potty tight, little trio. But it's the yeah. best, it's the, you know. Feeling intimate. That's it. It's like yeah. a little um, like you know when a big band comes to and does an, an arena show and then they go off and do like a little small club. This is little intimate little this is, set. This is the this is the tonight. the uh, pub yeah. pub gig. Mm. Absolutely yeah. version oh. of the podcast. Could go a cheeky well bit of pint right now. That'd be good. No, you couldn't. It, it would kill you at this point. Oh, man, I had a Foster's can just before. It's good. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Speaking of Foster's, did you uh, enjoy the uh, the tracksuit I linked? Oh, the VB? Yeah, the VB I reckon, one. I reckon I'm going to wear that for packs. <laughs> All of us. If, um, if, if any of you don't know what I'm talking about, I can't remember the store, but it's a velour tracksuit with VB embroidery. Velour? It, yes, velour. velour. It was um. It, it looked like uh, one of the products on that shop looked like the jumper. That, oh, sorry, the hoodie that um, Rob from Don Brocco was wearing when he uh, came out. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a for good e- look for, for everybody playing at home that you know knows what that is. Yeah, for everyone who was at that Melbourne show with us. Yeah, good show, good show. Alrighty, let's get sucked right into it because we've got a pretty. Pretty small show, so we won't waffle on too much. But Rhiannon, how are you this week? I'm not sure if I think I might have cut cut you off when when I asked that before. No, with your last no. no, you're good. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, I've I've done a, a lot of adulting this week, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, in my personal life. So that's been great. Uh, I have enjoyed the second episode of my own all-female powered podcast powered by Elgato thank you um and yeah it's um it's going well nice awesome going and you got uh one this week and who's your guest this week oh I have not confirmed her yet it's either someone from Diablo or it's someone from Bethesda very cool either way it'll be uh unfortunately show Yes, yes, it'll be a great show. But if the thing is, when I, because obviously, like when I first, you know, started thinking about this show, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of people that work in the industry that want to be able to come on shows. Like they like podcasting, they like talk enthusing about it. Um, but the processes to actually get these people on the show, they have to, you know, talk to this person and that person, get all this approval. So, and they need they need uh, a, a sort of a rundown of what kind of questions they're going to be asked and. Mm. You know, on, on a more conversational podcast, that can be a little bit tricky. Like we might go on tangents or, you know, the conversation can really go anywhere. So, so yeah, I, 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 I've given them the questions, but I have said, you know, they're not set in stone, but, you know, this is the general vibe. Yeah. So. Cool. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be a good show. Nice. And you, I think you might have said before, but that you do that live as well, don't you? It is live yes. and then you also upload it to YouTube and Spotify and whatnot. It's live on YouTube uh, and then the VOD is obviously available immediately after. It's not edited. And then, yeah, the following day it's available on Spotify. Nice. Very cool. Oh, excited to uh, see it 
progress and, and grow. Good Thank job. Thank you. Thank you for James? the support here at Well Played. That's all right. <laughs> How are you, James? <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's, uh, it's, I don't know, it's a weirdly busy time at the moment. Everybody, mm. Everyone's just a little bit little bit overwhelmed maybe but no nah, it's, it's it's a good overwhelmed it's busy but like not like uh as mm. in so if you look at you know game release calendar for example there's not much going on but uh there's a lot going on um, exactly yeah if lot you know of, what i mean a lot of a lot of pots on the fire pots yeah <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know where i was going with that either stove stove works yep We've got we've got all all four burners working at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. They are going, and the grill's on too, just for good measure. What about I'm outside on the barbecue, so I'm good. <laughs> you beer, would be yeah. beer in hand. Yeah, yeah. I love barbecues. <laughs> Who doesn't? A well played barbecue. That's How that's what good. we should be doing for packs. I know that sounds good in the park. I don't know which park, but <laughs> yeah. Do I'm not sure if Melbourne has this, but um. There's a lot of them in WA. Uh, we have uh, public uh, barbecues in the park. It's really cool. We do have yeah. public just, barbecues. Just like bring in. all your butcher meats and yeah, you just cook them smack them on that grill. You know? Yeah, great. <laughs> Who would? Yeah. Um, here's a question for you. For for you, for you both, um, I feel like maybe James might have a bit more of an insight, you, you, given you've been around the crew a bit longer. But who do you reckon would be uh, in charge of the tongs? Who's? Uh, oh, uh, it's Adam. You reckon? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like that. I yeah. like that call. Unless, Rihanna, do you disagree? Uh, no, you know what? Adam, Adam has a good vibe. I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like he just feels like the dad that would be in charge of making sure everyone gets fed and they get yeah. fed not raw meat. You know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and where am I? I'm on the esky. Uh, yeah, 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 you are actually. Esky duty? Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the vibe. <sighs> yeah. I'm 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 a self-professed um, DJ. Once I've got at least five drinks in me, I'm <laughs> I'm there. Orcs chord, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and what's James? What's James bringing to this to, to this to this barbecue? Um, oh, I mean, like I'm table setting and decorations setting. and you know, you're He's the, making sure you, everyone's you know filled up and you you're know, the guy yeah, exactly. that's um, cleaning up. Not leaving the crap yes. everywhere. Yes, I do love to clean I up. I reckon you're a, you know, you hold your snag and James James just fangs a bit of. Yeah, you want onions on that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, what the fuck is this podcast? Alrighty, um, let's talk about video games. That's why we're here, not about sausages. Though, are you actually just on the topic of sausages? Uh, are you a <laughs> onions on top or onions on the bottom kind of guy? Or p- people? Sorry, I sh- should say. No Top. onions. No onions. I like that no a- onions. answer. So Why would they go underneath? Okay, so I'm glad you asked this because at Bunnings, there someone, <laughs> the onions fell out. Someone slipped and hurt themselves. The lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Mm. Slippery sausage, mate. Or was actually, or <laughs> slippery onions, actually. But slippery <laughs> sausage. So true. Oh, we've all been to Bunnings. So let's. <laughs> Do you have Bunnings in WA? Of course. No, but um, there's a helicopter. <laughs> there's a helicopter. <laughs> if it helps, it's not coming through on the audio. So I think it's, it's coming it's through on be... the recording though. Oh. Uh, WA Bunnings is elite. You know why? Mm-hmm. 
because we give rolls. Rolls? Not oh, slices of... of bread. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Just so Evens. you know. So where yeah. we WA has the bougie bunnings. Mm. Evidently. Like, like but not Melbourne just in the thing. fancy areas. Does either. it close at twelve mm. on a Sunday as well? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, we love a good nah. Sunday training hours joke here on this podcast. No, you know what? The small town I live in, there's only one shop that's open on, on Sunday and it's open for like three hours. Oh my lord. What about cafes? What a great day for those shop owners though, right? Well, like, it, good for it them. didn't used to be open. I don't know uh, why. Um, but times they are changing. What about the cafes? Retail. Like, do you have, hmm? Are the cafes open at all? What? Nah. Really? Wow. The, wow. You, you would think a cafe would be open from like six to nine. I reckon you could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and no, they're idiots. Obviously, yeah, right. they know who Money they on are. The table. They don't is listen it, to this podcast. Is it? Um, <laughs> is it? It's not illegal, is it? So, like, if we, you know, if we all moved over to WA to to that to the town that you're from and started a restaurant or a cafe, we could open it on a Sunday, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, right. Yes, you could. It's not like the Lord's Day or something like over in like WA. No, or something. no, it's Michael not. Michael Gowan Day I, or something. <laughs> there is a large church-going group of people that do live in my small town, so probably they do see it as a day of rest traditionally. Um, Shout out to the big man upstairs. He's a huge fan of the potty, so. Um, Phil Spencer. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Big uh, Philly Spencer. That's Spence. the one I was going for. Anyway, let's let's <laughs> let's get into it. Video games, eh? So who it's been a couple of weeks since we've joined forces to chat games and stuff. Who has played what? I have played nothing, so I got nothing to share. Actually, no, I, that that is a lie. I lied to you. I started Norco. Oh, I only, I only played like ten minutes. Okay. And then I got tired. Um, it's a little different to what I was expecting, but I'm digging it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Is this yeah. on your pledges or is this just yes. for fun? Yeah, this is a pledge. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah it's like a um, – have you played it? Uh, no, not yet. Because it's point and click, right? But it's, um, mm-hmm. it's almost like a uh, – What's the right word for it? Not like a choose your own adventure, but it's like a like a visual novel kind of. Is mm-hmm. it's probably the best way at least early days, like like where I'm at. Um, so you would you have a room, right? And you'll click on one of the items in the room, or the computer, for example, and then it'll come up with these options, like these like uh, text options on the right hand side. So be like, do you want to open the laptop, close the laptop, and then it's like you go into it. Your brother's emails are open. Read them, don't read them, kind of thing. So it's sort of stuff like that. So you're not like a character walking through the you know the world kind of thing. You just you're in these rooms and you're clicking around on, on all the different objects and then yeah, there's like dialogue choices that you make. Um, yeah, so it seems seems very very cool so far. I think I'm gonna play it when I when I go away. That's gonna be I'm gonna load on my my laptop should be able to run it. It's a pretty yeah, it seems pretty static, pretty, pretty low powered yeah. kind of kind of game. Yeah. Um, just more last part two with Anna and then I think that is. Oh, I played a little bit more Biomutant. I don't know why. For like ten minutes, again. Fuck yeah! I was. I think I had to kill time. I was like, oh yeah, I'll play some Biomutant. Just killing time with Biomutant. I, ca- I can't. I can't say that. Um, that would be my go-to game to kill some time. No, not a fan. 
oh, just was it executed as well as it could have been? Probably not. Absolutely not. No, it wasn't. No. Yep. Um, after the podcast, I'll tell you a story about, about, about that game. Good story too. Um, oh, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, I finished James. Diablo 4. Um, the, 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 the campaign. The campaign. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Yep. Did yes. you cry? I cried. Sorry? You I cried. cried. Oh, interesting. I think you and I had very different experiences then. Um, I... I found the sort of main cast of characters a little bit dull, I'll be honest. Um, like, I, I think the voice work was solid. I, I think everybody showed up for work. Um, but that world is like, it's it's so seedy and gross and like the rippling with potential for more gray area characters. And, and I feel like what we got were just like very standard stoic men in that world. Um, like I, I thought that I'm honestly, I don't even remember anybody's name like that. That's kind of how much the story didn't connect with me. Um, love I, Lilith yeah. though. I lived for her cutscenes. Like they, they absolutely got me through that game. Um, she is like unironically very mother, you know, she's, she's pretty great. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the, the gameplay loop. I mean, it's, it's Diablo. It's, it's always going to be fun. Um, I just, I did come away from that story a little bit like, oh, oh, is that it for now? I guess. Um, but, but yeah, you, you get the joys of defeating Uber Lilith. Um, That's true. That was a great fight as the, like the that stage was a fell away. Fight. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. That. I did not know how we were going to survive it. Um, oh, that was, oh. yeah. I was, yeah. I've doubted myself most definitely. Um, but you know what? You are, you are right. There's probably the, 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 the diversity of the characters was very limited. Um, but I mean, you think about the world that, that, that is like, yeah, it, it definitely feels like it was missing something, something yeah. in, in, in the mix. Like, but I will say, when you talk about grey characters, I think Lilith is a grey character. Oh, yes. No, I, I agree. And I, I think that the, my main issue is that, like, I found the antagonist more compelling than any oh. of the heroes. And I know that that is, like, a pretty common thing. Like, antagonists yeah. are usually allowed to be more compelling because they get to have a bit more fun with things. Mm. Um, but I, I do – if you're going to do that, if you're going to create, like, this kind of, like, vacuum of charisma and power that is Lilith, like, you need something to balance it out on the hero side. And, like, your player character being such a passive part of the narrative I think is actually a really interesting choice. But then you have to fill that narrative with more than just two old men going, hmm. You know, <laughs> I, I needed a little more than that. Um, <laughs> it sounds like I, like, I know stuff happened. Like, I, I, I get it. I just, I, it just didn't, it didn't work for me. But like, I, you know, it's still a beautiful game. Had a great time with it. Looking forward to playing the seasonal content. You know, it, it'll do what it's going to do. Nice. Uh, Rihanna, what have you been playing the last couple um, of weeks? Yeah, I, I actually have been playing a lot of Diablo, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm trying to grind my way to level 100. It's, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm going give, to give you a scary uh, statistic if you don't already know it. So the amount of experience from 85 to 100 is the same amount from 0 to 85. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it is quite the grind to get to level 100, and I can imagine that you're going to need uh, a few friends 
to uh yes so and i think i think in a lot of the promo they were like you know don't venture alone like um and yeah so i i think they definitely <laughs> they definitely meant that and i think for for good reason other games just, um, i've been playing just a very very quick question just on that like when you mm-hmm. say those numbers that doesn't really it sounds the experience like a lot, but, amount but, so if you yeah, were to put but, like but if an hours on it how many hours are we talking Oh. Roughly, like just a rough. Oh. I'm talking about I mean, 50. one to fifty is the campaign, basically. Yeah. And that's um, how many hours is that campaign? I can't even really remember at this point. Um, say. Not insubstantial though. Uh, maybe like fifteen. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. I was yeah. Like, yeah. Chunky. Yeah. That. But but then like fifty to eighty five is already a massive slowdown, right. and yeah. so doing all of it at once is so yeah, it's like hundred hours. Maybe is is a rough. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, me, me and the, the lads I play with, we're all trying to platinum it, so we're going to have to get someone to level 100, um, and that is a intimidating prospect. Shout out. Yeah, Please. shout out to the boys. Carry on. The boys. The other boys. Yeah. <laughs> My private life boys. <laughs> well, no, that's a wild thing to think about. Um, <laughs> don't you know have why. more friends? No, yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> It's my third time, guys. Can you That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, I actually dived into some nostalgic games with an MS-DOS um, emulator. Oh. Uh, and I played the very first car game that I ever played, which is called Stunts. That was released, <laughs> that was released in the early 90s. Um, and, yeah, basically you create these tracks for cars, so kind of like the event lab in Forza, for example. And, yeah, you, like, have these really pixelated vehicles that you, you know, try and, like, move. You don't, like, move through these uh, tracks that you've created. Um, yeah, so so that was a bit Cute. fun. I, I should have streamed it. I was going to. Um, but I've had a little bit of cold feet with that at the moment. Um, but yeah, like kind of, it sounds ambitious for an older game like that to be able to like create tracks and stuff. That's a, that's a great concept. Well, yeah, I, I I think so too. Like, I mean, the, 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 the 3d was a little bit off for sure, (laughs) but, um, yeah. And sometimes you would like miss. So like if you, you could create jumps and like, you can, you can most definitely like fall. If you get the physics wrong, you can fall like through the, the the gap of the jump. So, so yeah, you, you have to, it's trial and error, but definitely, Definitely a game that encouraged our resilience for sure. <laughs> but um, that company actually uh, got uh, acquired by EA. So if I think about Need for Speed and I think about that game and I think about this game, it's like, hmm, it's like, yeah. uh, it's like evolution. familiar DNA yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, um, other than that, uh, World of Warcraft, obviously. Uh, I've been leveling a Warlock uh, to level 70. Warlock is fun. Uh, if you, you can, you like power up your little imps and then you, well, for this one, this particular spec that I'm doing, which is demonology, uh, you power them up and you like throw them at your enemies. <laughs> so it was great. That's pretty good. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about you, Zach? What have you been playing this week? Well, you actually just reminded me, uh, something that I did forget. I... 
decided to dive back into the uh, the archives and uh, played every single t- Twisted Metal game for uh, <laughs> maybe a total 90 minutes. Oh, okay. All right. Like, okay, this makes more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not even, maybe like an hour, maybe like 75 minutes. Right. Um, why? Good question. Well, I think the why maybe is pretty... We'll, we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the why is pretty obvious. Just to... And I was curious to see how they held up because I used to play those kids. Oh, I used to play those kids. I played play those games as a kid, like with, with my brothers and stuff, and they were tons of fun. Uh, the PlayStation 1 games, I wouldn't say that they've held up very well. <laughs> Though, and the PS2, which is Twi- Twisted Metal Black, uh, which you can guess you get on the PSN store. Oh, okay. Uh, it's 30 bucks. No, it's not. It might be 30 bucks or 20 bucks. Jesus. Okay. Um, that was, yeah, rough. I'm not good at that game at all. Look, I don't know if it's going to be, uh, if it, if it was a little bit of uh input lag because I was playing with a controller through an emu over there later. And, a hacked um, <laughs> PS2. A hacked um, PS2. My yeah, well, goodness. The first game didn't even run. Like, like okay. it was like the draw distances were like, you know, it was fucked. Um, but so, so black, I spent like most of the time and I was just, I was bad at it. But those, that control scheme was square to accelerate. How wild is that to like think about? Oh yeah. Okay. So it was like square to accelerate R2 for your rapid, for your, yeah, ammunition, like your chain gun or like, you know, like your minigun. And then maybe L2 for your... By bomb, that's and right. Was, oh, square, nah, square. But no, but it was no, also square like, is not okay. You had yeah. to like <laughs> it was confusing. Eh? It was, yeah. So that I struggled big time with the with the controls, and then I just gave up. And here we See, are. I, f- I find that a lot with games that I go back to is like at the time they were great. Yeah, but mm. they should stay there sometimes. Mm. Yeah, memories are warm and safe for a reason. <laughs> Just... Yeah. All right, James, you have a couple of cheeky little things to talk about, which we'll jump into Mm -hmm. in a moment. But before we do that, we'll just get to a couple of shout outs. I won't do the board games, so I'll let Adam share those when he is here uh, next week. But he's got a couple of board game reviews up. You can check him out on the website. Mark has done a Master Detective raincoat review which i think he gave a seven off the top of my head and he says master detective archives raincoat could have used its inventiveness more concisely but what's here is still an enjoyable first entry for a new ip that holds plenty of promise now and hopefully into the future that was the switch title if you're not sure what that game is on the switch i just double checking the score there i think he gave it a seven yeah he, he gave it a seven that's right. Yeah. 7.5 maybe? No, it's, it's 7. Solid 7? Yeah. Okay. Solid yep. 7. Solid cheeky 7. That game sounds intriguing. Um, you should yeah. check out Mark's review. And I think that's the only shout Oh, a little pat on the back shout out for me. Not not a review, but there is a uh, point and click article up if you want to check out some adventure games that are coming out. There's a video as well if you want to check that out. And right now there will be the interview for our Made in Australia game, Dross is up on the website now, so you can check that out. But James, you have been playing and reviewing Oxenfree 2, The Lost Signals? Just Lost Signals, no Lost, the, Okay, sorry. It's cleaner, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so have either of you played the first Oxenfree? 
No, no but I keep being told I should. Okay. You should. Um, I replayed it like immediately before jumping into two because I wanted to have a bit of a refresher. It's been uh, seven years since that first game. Yeah, right. So uh, we, we are pushing on to nearly a decade, which is like a fair amount of time given the popularity that Oxenfree achieved. It was... Um, this is... Sorry, just to jump in very quickly. This is yeah. um, Night Dive? No, not Night Dive. No, um, so <laughs> I, I get this confused all the time. It's a uh, Night... Oh, I had it, but it's after before. after party. Night School Studios. After party, they made after party. Did they? Uh, I think uh, the first Oxenfree was their first game. Yeah, yeah. And then I think they went and made yeah. after party. I think. Oh, okay, gotcha. Have you played Night Dive? Is the um the other studio? And no, I haven't played yeah. after party. Yeah, so they made after party. Night School did. Okay, is anyway. it good? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. I'm so glad we cleared this up. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it didn't get more confusing think, at all. I think you might um, like it. Okay, I'll add it to the list. Yeah. Carry on. So, Oxenfree. yeah, so Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals um, is, it's a game that I I, I like in, in bursts, I guess. Uh, I think it's opening hour and closing hour are like phenomenal. Um, and there is about three hours in the middle there that are going to be very make or break on, I think, a lot of people's experience with this one. Um, the, the kind of the thing I've come away from this with is I, I realized halfway through playing it that like they've effectively made a legacy sequel here. Um, the, the, the broad concept of legacy sequel being something that's happening in films a lot at the moment, you know, Star Wars, the force awakens is I think probably the most prominent example of a, a property that, you know, returns after a certain amount of time out of the spotlight. Um, and in that time, they've had a lot of time to sort of essentially mythologize the original entry. And so like, yeah, like the original Star Wars is fantastic. And then Force Awakens comes along and is a Star Wars movie about Star Wars because it's been so long because everyone's got all this like love and adoration built up and whatnot. Oxenfree 2 is kind of that for the first Oxenfree, which is really strange because the first game is this like humble, unassuming, fun little teen drama horror that has like incredible aesthetics, so-so mechanics, pretty good game, solid overall, maybe an eight out of 10, right? Oxenfree 2 comes along and decides that like that that first Oxenfree is like a, a holy Bible they need to adhere to in a lot of ways. And in, in ways I can't really get into without spoilers, but um, it's it's a shame because what Oxenfree 2 does that's original is is exceptional. It decides that instead of being about teens, it's going to be about people in their early 30s this time. It's a coming-of-age story for people who already should have come of age. Um, and that's a, a really just neat framing device. It's not something we often get in video games. Uh, you play as Riley Poverly, who is a, um, I think she's early 30s. She sort of comes back to her hometown to do like a summer job because she just needs something to do with her time, basically. She links up with Jacob Summers, who is the other sort of like dual protagonist. You only control Riley though. Uh, and the two of them set out, uh, in this sort of like, uh, fictional town of Kamina, um, to set up these like radio wave monitoring things, because the idea being that this fictional town is plagued by spooky supernatural stuff that exists within the, the radio waves. From that point out, uh, sort of onward, um, they encounter, like, there's a cult that's kind of sprung up, sprung up since the first game. The events of the first game have been, you know, sort of mythologized in the world as well. And so a lot of the people of the town are aware of what went on. There's sort of, like, whispers about what had happened. Um, and because of that, there's a, a new group of teenagers involved now who are 
more actively trying to court the horror elements, whereas the first teenage group was accidentally involved in a lot of that stuff. Um, and you've got a slightly bigger map. You, you set out, you achieve some pretty basic um, goals through some relatively okay platforming and a couple of cute little uh, puzzle mechanics. It's all very oxen free for the most part. But like I said, there's a, there's a big chunk in the middle where it, it loses a lot of its pacing and focus and, and starts trying to tear itself between those new elements, which is that, you know, 30 summit coming of age story, which is fantastic. Like Riley and Jacob are incredible protagonists, really well voice acted, really well written, very warm depictions of, of people struggling through something. But then it also decides it wants to be that legacy sequel. And, and in doing that, it, it really, it takes all the loose, fun, genuinely scary stuff from the first game and tries to codify it with a bunch of rules and lore. And it, it just gets bogged down in it, unfortunately. And it's such a bummer because it opens so well and it finishes so well that like, I want to love this thing, but I'm not quite there with it because I can't deny that there was a, a big stretch in the middle where I just slowly fell out of love with it. And it's, it's a really complicated feeling because you can tell a lot of passion's gone into this. It's really well made. It's just not what I wanted from an, uh, a second Oxenfree. Do you think you would have to play the first game to play this? Yes, okay. uh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did um, you and, find uh, that I, there was, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Did you, did you find that there was a massive difference being seven years between the first one and the second one? Like, was that quite jarring or? Um, not really, which was so interesting about playing that first one right before playing this is that a lot of it is sort of one-to-one -to, -one to, to a point where I, I think that there's a, there's a quality of life improvement in that, you know, you, you've got sort of set screens that you're scrolling through and then you load into the next part of the island, basically. Um, and in the first game, it would stop conversations. In this game, it continues the conversation through the load screen and then into the, the next portion. Okay. The, the part I struggle with is like there are still hard loads between each section of this game. And like we are like a solid generation ahead now. It's not a particularly taxing game graphically from what I can tell. Like it's beautiful to get me wrong. This is a art direction first kind of experience though. Um, and, and so I, I do find the similarities to the first game uh, mechanically speaking, at least like a little bit, oh, okay, this is, it's more oxen free. Um, and, and if you like oxen free, that's, that's a good thing. If you struggle with the first game, I think a lot of the same frustrations are going to carry over here because it isn't mechanically particularly dense. Um, I struggle. It's, it's not, not interesting, but it's also not going to like grab you with its complexity either. Like you are in this for the narrative. Alrighty, so where did you land if you've landed anywhere on a number? Yeah, I I landed on a 7.5. Um, okay. I, I wanted to come in higher on this. Like I in that first hour, I was like, oh fuck, they've done it. It's a nine and a half. We, we did it, boys. We're oxen free too. And then it just <laughs> got lower and lower. And it just, it broke my heart a little mm -hmm. bit. Like that ending does a lot of heavy lifting. And like, it is a really powerful moment in gaming for me to be like, you are presented with a shit choice. It's just, nobody's going to win on this one and it's going to suck and you're going to hate that you have to push the button to do it. Love that stuff. Um, but it's not enough to sort of salvage the entire experience, which I think is what a lot of people feel about the first Oxen Free as well. Where there's so much potential in this world, but like they're just focusing on the wrong things. It seems like in both games now, um, I'd still recommend it. I, I think both of them, especially the first one is definitely worth playing. And this one has a lot of good going on for it, uh, but not without some caveats. Um, do you 
it was five hours that you said, yeah, for the length? Yeah, about five hours, <coughs> five and a half. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. I'm just trying to see how much this one costs. Ooh, that's a good question. <coughs> I am not sure. Yeah, because like... Shocked. More, oh, sorry. Honestly, like, yeah, you think about how much a game costs... And, Compared to how long it takes, or you know, yeah. if it's seven point five, like it's probably going to come down to cost, right? And whether or not I play it, that's that's it. Which, which is the unfortunate thing because I and and that's why like I really hate the the review score system because like I I I can't go higher than this knowingly like in in my heart. Um, but it is a it's a more interesting game than a seven point five would normally make you think if that makes sense it's like the, the stuff that it does right it does so right like yeah. it's so beautifully beautifully done and i think there's, there's a lot of good stuff in there about like parenthood and and cycles of, of you know teaching and, and learning from your parent and then to your kid and like very 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 good um but there's some other stuff Currently on the playstation store it's 35.95 with a 25 percent discount so that's discounted I believe. So that's what, like 40 bucks. Is that bucks if you have like yeah. PlayStation Plus? Or? Correct, yeah. Okay. Okay. Is it on yeah, Game Pass? I mean, it's not actually coming to Xbox, <clears throat> which I found very surprising. Aww. Like, because this is now, um, uh, Night School Studio has been absorbed into Netflix games now. I so see. this is, I think, one of their, their major titles, right? And so, like, when I was doing up the review doc, I was like, oh, yeah, coming to everything, of course. For some reason, not Xbox. I, I don't know why. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, it, I, and we we have complicated feelings about this term here, but like, I think this is a good Game Pass game, right? Like, I think if you wheel a, a good amount of money up to this studio and say, "Hey, put it on Game Pass," people should give this a go, especially yeah. that opening hour. Like, and once you're in, you're gonna you're gonna want to finish it. Like, it's it's that kind of narrative. But um, yeah, just I don't know. I I I want to feel better about it than I do, but I also can't pretend that i don't just because i want to does that make sense yeah yeah is it um yeah. switch yes cool cool last one okay well you can check out your review uh, sorry james's review uh on the website now um in this is a question i haven't really ever asked before but i'm curious <clears throat> where do you think this will land critically um, across the board. Like if you had to be like, this is an Oak Creek score, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'd say probably the same as the first one. You're probably landing in the eighties. Okay. Uh, cause I, I think you're going to get some reviewers who are going to fucking love this. Yep. And you're going to get some reviewers who are going to bounce off of it. Um, I just happen to be sort of in the middle on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. You've also been reviewing or you've reviewed, sorry, a, uh, headset. I have. This is the headset I'm currently sporting, which nobody can see, but that's okay. Uh, now, uh, apologies to the brand. They're, they've been nothing but lovely to us, but, like, I am probably going to butcher the pronunciation here. Uh, Ords or Odyssey or A-U-D-E-Z-E, right? Um, this is a California-based uh, uh, sort of uh, audio brand who pride themselves on being a, you know, sort of USA homegrown tech. Um, they have put out the Maxwell Wireless headset. This is a 515. Yeah, I think five, it's five, is, it, is, it, is it 519, I think I saw. 519, Maybe, yeah. yeah. So th this is a, a, a hefty boy. Um, and look, it is... 
it's a very impressive headset. It's sort of, this brand is often described as like the audiophiles gaming headset, basically. And I could definitely see why, um, you know, you've got your basic Bluetooth and USB dongle connectivity. Uh, I got the PlayStation variant, but there is also an Xbox one though. Those are going to be console exclusives. You can't switch and switch and switch and switch, uh, but you can use the PlayStation or the Xbox one with a, a PC. You can hook it up to anything with Bluetooth. So that includes your switch as well. So a lot of good variety there. With, um, um, with Bluetooth, yeah. is it dual connectivity? So you can, in theory, or is it just, or is it purely oh. dongle based? Uh, no. Oh, so like, for example, like uh, if you wanted yeah. to connect your, uh, uh, like the still series, right? You can Bluetooth these mm-hmm. to a mobile phone, for example. Yeah. While connected to PlayStation or PC. Yes. So no, um, you can, if you, if you dongle it and then connect to your phone, cause there's are uh, the, the, the uh, proprietary software that you can use to kind of adjust your balancing and whatnot. You can do it that way, but you can't do like dual tracks or anything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, and it's, it's 469 uh, Australian. Sorry, just to okay. be uh, across the board on this one. But it is it is an expensive headset. Um, it's using magnetic plates in the side uh, to sort of give it a, a pretty wide range. I think it's up to 50,000 hertz. I'm terrible with tech talk, but we are, we're, we're learning, we're, we're trying. Um, and on the PC, I got some incredible sound out of these things, especially once you get in there with that software and uh, give yourself a good little profile mix. Um Music, movies, everything sounds incredible. PlayStation, slightly less performance, I would say. So via the USB dongle, you're not able to use the uh, game chat balance that's built into the hardware itself because PlayStation blocks third parties from doing that. Um, So that is less than ideal. I also found that, uh, so Fortnite, I think was my primary sort of example for this, but like um, the footsteps and omnidirectional sound is fantastic in this thing, like r- genuinely incredible. But the the middle, the kind of the music and the the overall ambient track, I found very flat. It, it kind of has a flattening effect on, on a lot of that. And I think it's just because it is going through that wireless dongle kind of connection. Um, I compared it to the Astro A50s I'm currently running on my PlayStation, which uses a a clumsy but very effective <clears throat> HDMI like sort of port splitter that allows an optical connection to be connected to those headphones. And it is just like a, a full range. And this is instead like an eight out of 10 range basically. Um, so it's still really good, but it is expensive. Um, and I, I would recommend them broadly, I guess. Like if, if you want to leave these sort of plugged into your PC and occasionally jump over to the console, go for it. They're, they're, it's a great headset heavy, but comfortable, uh, incredible battery life. You can get up to 80 hours on a charge with this thing. Um, I have not had to charge it since I took it out of the box like two weeks ago. Um, it's fantastic. Um, just on the console specific side is where I have a, a little bit of a reservation. Do you listen to music on your computer? Uh, so, um, like a lot, like are you someone who listens to music quite a lot? On yeah. your, well, yeah. you do cause I send you music all the time. <laughs> You do, you do send me music all the time. But yeah, on, on the PC, if, I, if I'm sitting down to get some work done, like I'll, I'll usually put on an ambient track or something. Um, and they were like, yeah. So usually when I do a review for a headset, like I like to listen, because I listen to music all the time as well. So that's mm-hmm. one consideration that I, I do give to it. So you think they're, they're very, very good for for music? Because I know that you said yeah. game-wise on the, on the PlayStation, they're a little, a little mm-hmm. bit flat. But as a listening to a music track... So oh, not, yeah. music yeah. And, and movies like you sort of everyday use. These are really great headphones. Cool. Nice. Do you yeah. know where you can get them off the chance? I was just wondering that um, just then actually. You know, sorry. I was just wondering just then, like I was like, hmm, I haven't even thought about that. Like where you, 
Yeah, my understanding is that like there was an a, uh, originally like a retail exclusive deal between uh, Ords and somebody else, but I'm pretty sure you can just pick them up from. Let me have a look. See. Uh, no, I take it back. They are available through Addicted to Audio. Right. Okay. With free delivery. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. And both, um, this might be a bit of a trick question. Well, not trick question, but you might have to say on that website. But the PlayStation mm -hmm. and Xbox are the same cost. Obviously, just different versions. Oh, that is a good question because I feel like, hang on, I'm just loading it up now. Vamp for me, Zach. Vamp. And are they all black? Like, do you just get uh, yeah, so it's like a, um, a nice matte chrome finish. Uh, yeah. They, it, It's strange because, like, I mean, you can see them on their head now. They, they're, yeah. they're huge, um, but they are subtle for a gaming headset. There's no yeah. RGB lights or anything going on. It's, it's yeah. a very, like, sleek design. Um, it, there are some awkward the, physical buttons on it. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. But with, with the design, it's one of those ones, again, like, kind of like the Steel Series that I'm using now. You could wear these out down the street, for example, or to work if you're on the train or whatever, yes. you wouldn't feel like it, like an idiot with like some gaming headsets. No, for, exactly like, right. Yeah. You're not going to wear a Logitech down the street, but like these you yeah. could get away with. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's so important with um, headphone designs. Like I think for, for the most part, if you are going to have a headset that does have that capability to, you can listen to music on your phone, audiobooks, whatever, and you can also game with it. Like I think, you know, moving forward, I think that's the way that most headsets should be. Yeah. Especially, Especially if that, you're asking people to spend this much. Yeah, I was mm. just about to say yeah. the exact same thing. At, at that price yeah. point of $500, you'd want. Yeah, and oh, you were correct, sure. by the way. The Xbox variant is 519 so okay, it's an cool. extra, Sorry, like, yeah, okay. 40 bucks or something. Can, I think I'd seen someone, that price somewhere. Yeah. Can someone explain that to me? Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah, it's it is strange. Does Xbox and PlayStation need a separate answer, one? But I forgot. But I forget the answer. It's to do with, mm. um, I think it might be what you said before about the third party stuff. Yeah. Cause I know that the, like for the, the Astro A50s, for example, like I can't use that on an Xbox because of the Dolby licensing or something like that. Like yeah. there's a lot of mm. specific so this, shit going on. This one I've got here, which is the SteelSeries Arctis Nova Pro X or something like that. Um, it's the top of the, you know, it's, 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 mm -hmm. the, it's the big dog one. Um, yeah. but on the, on the wireless deck, they've got, um, so the, They've just got like one unit fits all kind of thing, right? So it's not like it's a PlayStation version and an Xbox version. Actually, I might be lying to you. Don't listen to me. Um, but on the back of this one that I've got, there's two USB ports. Uh, one's a uh, Xbox and one's a USB. So Ooh. on the Xbox, you have to use oh, the okay. Xbox port. And on PC and PlayStation, use the USB. I actually think it's the Xbox that might cook things up, not the actual... Not PlayStation. Why don't why don't ev why doesn't every headset have that? Like it was the dongle or whatever. Just yeah. <laughs> All the Steel Series that I've used, they you can use the USB uh, DAC or dongle or whatnot in the PC and the PlayStation. But Xbox has to be. I don't know. Maybe it's. Oh, I can't remember anymore, man. Don't listen to me. I, I to be fair, I, like I've got a. Um, I think it's a Turtle Beach that allows for Xbox, PC, and Switch, but not PlayStation. Um, so it does seem like at, at the manufacturing point, a decision is made somehow. Um, yeah. It's also yeah. on, um, I reckon it's also a little bit of marketing a touch bit. So if you like Turtle Beach might be a good example. Mm -hmm. They might have a green one for Xbox, then a blue mm -hmm. one for like PlayStation. Because I know that SteelSeries yeah. has, well, has yeah, like that done makes that too, sense. right? 
you can't really see it, but there is a tiny light on this that is blue because mine are for PlayStation. It would be green if it was for Xbox. So there you go. Um, oh. But it's like it's like a pin light. It's, I, it's I can so see the light. I can't see what color it is, though. I only yeah, see it's because it's of my beautiful ring light. I'm getting washed out. Clear. Uh, yeah. What is it? Um, mattifying those pores, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Look at that skin, though. I, I can't say Take the same for my overhead lighting. Um, <laughs> no, look, yours is raw. It's real. But, know, oh, um, yes, this is real. But yeah. Rhiannon, I'm very keen to hear about your $5 headphones you got going on. How the 24-7 RGA, no, it wasn't RGA, so what was it? Was <laughs> okay, it? so um, for those of you that obviously weren't here uh, before the uh, podcast, I I am out. I'm I'm not currently in my normal setup. I've brought my uh, Rode XCM50 with me, which is awesome for traveling, um, and it audio is great. Um, however, I did forget my headphones, and um, I would hate to think that I would need to have you know the the speakers on on my computer. Anyway, so I uh, had an adventure to IGA, and iGear five dollar. $5 earphones with mic suits smartphones and music devices. Uh, universal with a mic, 3.5 millimeter plug, 1.2 meter long cable. Frequency range, 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. Someone How's the bass on those bad boys? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd have to talk to some guys with some bass, I think. Um <laughs> <laughs> $5, not bad. Did the job. They're hurting my ears, though. Um, yes. So, yeah. yeah. IKEA saved my life in uh, LA, actually. Yeah. I had my charger, like, packed at the bottom of my bag, and I needed a quick charge, so I grabbed oh, a little yeah. iGear. 25 bucks, you know, did the job. Still got it somewhere, floating around. Uh, you know right. what? These are going to live in my car, just in case I ever do this again. That's just it, saying. yeah. You only need your iGear once, and then it's yours for life. That's iGear. <laughs> This, web, should, this uh, podcast sponsored by IKEA. Sponsored by IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's, what company is this? Uh, well, it's ikea.com.au, so that's Australian. Australian. Um, but it's imported by them, so there must be a okay. third-party production. I'm sure it's made. They'll reach out. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they yeah. will. They'll get in yeah. touch. They'll give us a factory tour and whatnot. Slide into our DMs, yeah. IKEA. Yeah, that's <laughs> Alrighty, very nice. Let's whip through to the news, James. Now, there's nothing in the doco, so just want to. I, I do have some tabs open. I just obviously it's been a couple of weeks since we've recorded, um, and the, there's obviously always a bit of a deluge of gaming news. But um, I guess uh, the uh, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? During the uh, some sort of uh, ID at Xbox Developer Accelerator program, uh, Idle Sloth has tweeted out a, a photo of a, um, a slide that was put up that has revealed that uh, the Xbox Series X and S has sold 21 million units to date. Um, this puts it about, what, 18 million behind the PS5, I believe, something like that. Um, so, you know, not... Not a not respectable number. Like that's, you know, it could certainly be a lot worse. I know that we've, there's been a lot of conversations recently about Xbox's place in the, the, the console race, right? But if you kind of take it as Nintendo is just doing their own thing, so they're only going up against Sony, it's second. And second comes right after first. So, I you know. would say... If you're not first, you come last. Last, um, might as well be last. <laughs> the, all their games, all their um, commitment to PCs is... is 
probably mm-hmm. held that back, held that number back a little bit, I would say, or probably a lot actually. You know, why buy an Xbox when I can just play it? On? I mean, because that's just, yeah, Adam's. Exact, that's why I didn't so buy one for the longest yeah. time. So yeah, until my PC started aging, and I was like, well, it's cheaper to get an Xbox at this point. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if that's the general vibe though. I think it's just generally that Xbox hasn't been a popular in um, a, what do we call it now? APAC. Um, Oh yeah, you know that that's actually a very good point as well. So yeah, play, like PlayStation. PlayStation is much more prevalent in, in yes, Asian countries. Definitely. So mm-hmm. you know, and there's there's a lot of people there that yes. buy yeah, consoles. Absolutely. So. I've got a mate who's a, a teacher over there, and like every time he talks to his kids, it's it's just yeah, it's PlayStation. There's yeah. no consideration to the other brand apparently. Well, they have a, a Switch as well, but that's again, that's that's all. Nintendo's in its own race. Yeah, um, exactly. And I know we we're. we're kicking a dead horse um but i think the lack of quality first party titles has probably helped well, not well, not has not helped a, a little bit hopefully that 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 changes and then in the next the, the ship is turning couple slowly years. but surely star starfield yeah. i think you know i'm getting keen i'm starting to get a little Thank bit like you. again the itch yeah i just i i want it i know I, I said this i think last time as well i want it to be good I'm I'm ready for it to be good. Yeah, it needs to be good. I think. Yeah. And the fact that um, it's coming to Game Pass is just like. Yeah, that's it's an that's immediate, a yes. A good thing for the the old consumers, and we love the consumers we here. We love Lloyd. consumers here. I am a consumer. Um, are we? I mean, aren't we all? You're aren't we all consumers? consumer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I consume. You consume. We all consume Sega products. Uh, so Sega has very lovely, I'm so glad they've done this. They've confirmed that they are pulling back on their blockchain strategy. Um, I, I think that this is obviously fantastic news. The whole blockchain bullshit, I think is, uh, something that has rightfully disappeared rather quickly from the zeitgeist. Um, I know that Sonic Frontiers, I think did much better than they were expecting. And so I think they were in a bit more of a confident position now, which is quite lovely. Um, the blockchain is still sticking around in, in Square Enix. Uh, Mark has a pretty good write up on this on the website at the moment, if you want to read more but um yeah it's good to see a company make a correct trend choice yeah rather than being like uncle ubi and just go no no no, we're just going yeah we're, we're tripling gonna, down we're, we're gonna announce a blockchain game because yeah. they announced that <laughs> fucking what was it they did i yeah i don't remember the details of it though i'll be honest it's out of shit yeah Cle- clearly yeah, traumatic this- that's why you didn't remember it yes just blocked it out immediately uh, speaking of potentially not shit announcements, EA has once again, EA out here making single player games again. We do actually genuinely love to see it. Uh, there will be a, a new studio. Cliffhanger Games is making a Black Panther uh, video game. This is uh, former Monolith Productions developer Kevin Stevens is leading the studio. Um, apparently they are pulling on staff that have worked on things like God of War, Call of Duty and Halo Infinite. Um, so, you know, uh, it's I always like a new AAA studio. Very happy to see another one uh, sprout up. I think, like I said at the top there, like EA's commitment to uh, not being the most hated brand. Uh, I, I, I think they've done a genuinely pretty good job so far of just constantly talking about the things people actually want to see them making. Um, yeah, Marvel been... games haven't had a great run right lately, but, you know, th- this could break it. Hopefully it's not a card game, you know? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> just uh. saying. Uh, but I have been seeing it all over my Instagram and uh, Twitter. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of noise from the community on this one. And um, I hope hopefully... They can, you know, show us some uh, 
you know, mm-hmm. in-game footage. Yes, please. that would be nice. Would be nice, wouldn't it? They yeah. didn't. Um, they didn't show um, anything, did they? No, it's just the announcement of the formation of the studio and that it it is coming. Um, so I, I imagine that's a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, while we're still on EA announcing things, actually, uh, UFC Five has been announced. Full reveal coming in September of this year. I'm oh not sure God. anyone here. So excited! Oh. Yeah, wrestling. <laughs> what? No. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> is UFC wrestling? No. Okay. It's what fighting. is it then? Fighting. It's fighting. It's not car it's racing, is it? Club. It's not a, f- a first-person shooter. It's not an over-the-shoulder shooter. They are wrestling. No. Technically. Um, anyway, fighting is bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what is bad? The cover for the... EA Sports FC, uh, like Ultimate Edition. Have you seen this get uh, absolutely? I I did see it getting torn apart. Reddit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On what was the oh. uh, what was the main issue that the community was having about that? Oh, look at it. <laughs> I haven't seen <laughs> yeah, it. I'll show you. It's I don't, I don't follow thing UFC ever. things. It's like, no, no. We've, we've moved on from the fist fighting to More the sports, sorry, but not sorry. a different sport. Foot sports fighting. ball. Is it soccer? FIFA. Yeah, ask, isn't it? It's no, oh, here we go. It's, no, it's no longer FIFA. FC. No. Yeah, Are they... Sports Football Club. So that's their new name because they've dropped FIFA, right? Ah, oh, I see. So this is the year that, that the first one is... Why? What's wrong with it? <sighs> I mean, <laughs> there is that it's... homeless guy in the back. <laughs> 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 Oh, like. poor Pilo. <laughs> um, look, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> look at that guy with the mullet, the German guy with the mullet. What the fuck? And, I mean, now we're just dunking on people's faces, but... <laughs> but, like, who... who Wait, are they, I, these are based on real players, yes? This looks like mm-hmm. a bunch of people okay. got their Sims characters and took a selfie with them all or whatnot <laughs> and put them on the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would... I don't know, man. Like, like we we talk about b- businesses making dumb decisions. Like, what idiot in these high? I don't know. Oh, these, is that David Beckham? Is that it David is Beckham? Um, David Beckham. Um, <laughs> they, David. They go, we're gonna we're gonna lo- we're gonna launch a brand new, you know, not IP, but you know, they, we're moving from FIFA to our own brand, and this is what they put up with their Ultimate Edition. I see. They are taking the P-I double five. No. <laughs> All right, let's is move on. Is that in-game, is it? Um, oh, it's fucking... Uh, it looks in-game. In it's in yeah. the bin. That's what it should be. Wait, can you take a team photo? That's pretty cute, actually. <laughs> You're like, I'm back in. <laughs> team photos. <laughs> you've, you've got me with the selfies. <laughs> FC, I see you. It's, it's, it's happening. Um, lastly, but not at all leastly, uh, there is a trailer for, uh, the Twisted Metal television <laughs> program. Um, it's, you know, we, we got that l- quick look at the Sweet Tooth clip from, uh, the game, not Game Awards, Summer Game Fest, was it? Yes. One of, one of Keeley's things. Um, but now there is a, a full trailer out there. Uh, the show is starring, uh, you know, Neve Campbell, uh, Stephanie Bittrees. 
Uh, Samoa Joe is the physical presence of Sweet Tooth, obviously, but voiced by Will Arnett, friend of the show. Um, look, Anthony Mackie is uh, as our, our lead. Um, Big Captain... Captain America. That's what I was going to say, Captain yeah. Marvel for some reason. I don't know why I was going to... Um, no, yeah, it's... Um, Gosh. Yeah, look, you know, look, it's... It's it. It's a trailer. Who's excited? Uh, oh. I have chlorophobia. Um, oh. What's that? Mm. Is that clowns? Yeah. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Does, so does one of my mates. I just can't. Mm. I, yeah, They're right. not great. Really? I'm a big fan. I just saw season one's going to be 10 episodes. That's exciting. Uh, 10 full episodes, 30 minutes each. All of it will be dropping on July 27th, only on Stan for the, our Australian listeners. Or Peacock um, if you use a VPN. Or Peacock. We Shout love a Peacock original. Shark. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. So as a person with this um, you know, horrendous, you know, debilitating condition, uh, mm-hmm. how what percentage of clown do I see? Well, he's we've only like seen the big trailer, dude with so. a mask. Yeah, yeah. He's not a real clown. Okay. Yeah, it's it's it's. Mm, I would say he's like twenty percent clown. He's twenty percent clown. Yeah. Oh, I, I was able. I don't know if you ever watched American Horror Story where they had that clown guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like borderline too much. So. Okay, he's a little less than that. Okay, so I might be yeah. okay. Yeah, I think if you were able to handle uh, American Horror Story clown guy, this should be fine for you. Yeah, based on what we've seen so far in the trailer. But yeah, so this, um, so this, so this trailer, clowns, it might be um, okay. But yeah, this trailer does give us like a proper look at the show, I guess, uh, and more importantly, because it is a vehicular vehicular combat game, mm-hmm. we do kind of see that in this trailer a little bit how that's going to work and how they're going to tie what the games actually are in in into a show. There's mm-hmm. a bit of there's a there's some goofs in there, you know. There's some attempts at comedy and uh, whatnot, uh, and there is um, there's guns. There's guns. So you guns. got yeah. Clowns, clowns with guns. Clowns yep. with guns. Clowns, guns, and automobiles. Okay. All you need. Yep. Drive away, no more to pay. <coughs> <coughs> I haven't heard that Andy. one in a while. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and I mean that's that's pretty much the 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 they're not even the big headlines they're just the ones that we came up with today so you know like we said it's an intimate it's a slower show tonight you know it's all good I got I got a couple I want to throw to you though um, the first one is and this I don't want to talk very very long long on this because I can't recall if we spoke about it last time or not so remind me if we did. But mm-hmm. obviously during this um, court case with Microsoft and, well, uh, FTC, uh, we got some figures around game development costs. Did we talk about this? Mm. I don't know if we did. I don't think so. I think this no, came out just, just after. No. Um, but the PlayStation ones were the ones that kind of got the, the most attention. And mm-hmm. it was, I had it up before and I've lost it. Um, Last of Us Part 2 cost about $220 million to make so just how do we feel about that knowing that that is what that game cost to make i think it's fair is it is anyone kind of just a little bit like just a little bit like how like when you think of like a movie you think of what they have to do and make and you know who they who they've Mm. got to pay right Mm. um that's a lot of money 
I don't know. That, or how probably, long did it take to make? Well, that might include marketing as well. I don't know if that's. I don't think it does. No, I don't think it does. Uh, I, I was listening to some estimates that would probably put the marketing at another hundred mil on top, yeah. basically, because you're always looking at almost like a double, yeah. basically. Yeah. I also did read that, but I was like, hmm, two two twenty is a lot of. That's it's a, a lot of dosh. That's a lot of coin. It is. And you think about the, the sheer number of people that worked on that game. Um, for, for me, the more concerning part is that like, if we've got a studio and, and a publisher that's spending over $200 million on a product and they're still crunching their employees, something has gone terribly wrong there. Like that is a, a, a big chunk of cash. Uh, and to, to have all of that and to have all of that at your fingertips and to still work them the way that they did. Um, I, I think that's the, the fundamentally inexcusable part of all of this. Um, but I don't know. The games are getting bigger. The fidelity race is a, nobody's going to win that one. It will eventually just run them into the ground. Um, and so that's why I think that, you know, actually what Microsoft is doing with a lot of these Xbox first party titles now, which is aiming more for art direction over fidelity, I think is a, a, a smart long play mm. um, because the, the fidelity shit is, I think what's driving up the costs the way that these are. They're also very, um, I think, uh, yeah, like similar sort of thing, but they're very different strategies at this point. I think PlayStation is very much shoe is in the we need blockbusters, we need huge prestigious mm -hmm. experiences and Microsoft is kind of making your pentiments. It's making yeah. your, uh, what's the compulsion game that we just saw before? Uh, the, I mean, we only saw the cutscene or the, C, the CG trailer. But oh, that, yeah, yeah, the one in the, the south. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. like that um, sort of style but whereas mm -hmm. we're getting you know naughty dog blockbusters you're getting you know stuff like that so yeah insomniac because mm. um, yeah. i know that sean sean Layden spoke about it a couple of years ago i think before he, he he left playstation was just that it's or maybe it was after he sorry after he left he said that it was unsustainable like the, just the amount mm -hmm. that they're spending on these games is just well, yeah. I can probably see a vast chunk of that money going to the the heads of these game studios. Like, for mm -hmm. example, Evan Wells is worth nearly $50 million. Mm. So I can only imagine that, you know, potentially, potentially if the, if the, if the, if the yeah. top people took a bit of a cut instead of, you know, getting mm -hmm. rid of people, you know, from the bottom of the triangle, um, I think that that would probably do a lot of these studios some good. Yes. Well, I think a yeah, lot of the time, especially with like CEOs and that, they pay themselves as minimal wage. Well, not minimal, but, you know, they don't pay them. That's not a massive wage. It's more like bonuses and stuff where they get. Mm. Um, well, I'd like to see proof of this. Yeah. Mm. It's definitely like a them thing. Working, them living on a, you know, an average wage. Uh -huh. Absolutely but they already right. have investments. They already yeah. have the houses it, and exactly. everything already paid. Mm -hmm. So it's not an accurate representation no. of the how far that dollar goes. Is, yeah, exactly. So I think that's a bit of a cop out, to be honest, Zach. No, no, I'm not saying I think it's right. I'm just saying that they that's how they get around it. Like that's, you know, they they pay themselves small wages, but it's all in bonuses. Um, mm. So they're still okay. getting that money, but it's, um, yeah. Yeah. It's still fucking shit. Like there's no, you, you, you can't tell me that one CEO of a bank, of a game studio, of wherever is worth a $50 million bonus. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Especially with a game with notorious crunch on it. Like you've fundamentally failed as a, a leader and a manager at that point. Like if that's happened under your tutelage or under your, your guidance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, good times. Mm. Yeah. But I think they, 
came out and said that they didn't crunch on part one, which was good. So mm, they can say that. Yeah. So this is from 2022. Just to just to circle back into what I was saying, uh, Bobby Kotick was paid a salary. It looks it looks like of eight hundred seventy five thousand, uh, and then he got two hundred twenty million. Sorry, he got twenty two million in bonus. Eight hundred and seventy one thousand is his salary. Yeah. Fuck me. Eight seventy five. Just... That that's his wage, and then yeah, his bonuses. Yeah. So so yeah. So that's kind of what I'm saying. Is it's like yeah. You know, I know that's it's a not lot like of a dollar I know it's not, not like that a minimal is. minimal amount, but they pay him. It's like a it's a lower wage. Yeah. They're like, well, I'm a CEO and under a million. What do you want from me? Because it's all <laughs> you based took on a pay cut um, this year. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's all based on profits, really. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Jesus. Bobby Kotick. Um, yep. Big fan of the <laughs> podcast. Um, let's move on for that news. There was a second piece of news that I have actually lo- Lots of stuff now. has come out in this uh, trial with FTC. Mm. I mean, yeah. very, yep, very yep, spicy. Yep. Uh, look, I-, I will say this just sort of broadly, and this is more of a vibe check than like any specifics I can sort of cite off the bat, but like I do think that this trial has moved me into a bit more of a neutral position on the acquisition, um, if only for the fact that like, Sony's going to do what it's going to do anyway. Like it seems like they are pretty aggressively chasing uh, console exclusivity on like it was Starfield. I think that they were, they were looking at dropping mm. some serious money on getting that there. Um, and while I, st- I still fundamentally think there is a massive difference between a year exclusivity versus like sort of permanent exclusivity via ownership. Those are very different things. Um, but given Sony's lead in this space, right. I do think that those sort of aggressive money spending moves, you know, I, I don't, I, I sort of am better understanding, I think, why Microsoft is pushing for what they're pushing for um, without still like broadly and ideologically speaking, I, I don't love acquisitions. I, I don't love the sort of merging of the industry like that. Um, but, you know, the FTC didn't exactly present the best possible case they could have. Um, and, you know, it's just, I, I look at this kind of everything has been exposed and everything has been talked about in the emails and stuff. And I, I don't, I don't feel like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, I believe in one of these sides now. It's just like, what a fucking mess. I hate everybody. <laughs> That's just business, hey. Like, I think it's really yeah. brought to light. Like, they don't, no one really cares about gamers. Mm-hmm. Um, no. they, they, they're a business. So it's all mm-hmm. about profits, it's about market share, all that kind of stuff. So I think the sooner people realize that, you know, the, the less the less that they'll you know idolize and you know really um, you know fanboy or girl mm. over you know a certain consoles, certain companies. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, honestly, they're just businesses. They're businessmen, businesswomen. They're trying to do what they do best. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the FTC's done. They. They've taken a long time to kind of, you know, bring all this out, but I think it's really laid everything out on the table and everyone kind of knows where each other stands, like, mm-hmm. in regards to the trial. Uh, and, yeah, it'll, it will be interesting to see how this um, – how, mm. how everyone can be happy in the end. Yeah. Mm. Can they? I don't know if they can be. What would, what would make you happy, Zach? If it didn't go through. And I have no real... I don't play Call of Duty either, so I'm not, it's not like... Um, really? Yeah, I'm, I don't like the thought of big companies 
buying up more big companies, just hoovering them up. And mm. I don't like the way all the reasoning sort of behind it. I feel like Microsoft kind of shit the bed in the Xbox One generation now that, and they fell behind and they're kind of buying their way back in a little bit. I know it's not fully that, but I feel like that's a little bit of it. Um, mm. Like they're just buying up all these big studios, big companies. They're not even just, you know, they're full on publishers with IPs that date back to the beginning of gaming nearly like, you know, like your dooms and, and then making mm. them console exclusive. I think that's a dick move. Um, mm. personally. Well, I think you sort of hit it there like unintentionally, but like we're, we're so deeply entrenched in this sort of cycle now of, of hardware and sort of we're used to certain games. I think, you know, Bethesda is a really good example of you just knew you could play this anywhere. Um, and, and we had generations upon generations of that being the case. And so I do feel like coming in and sort of swinging your big money dick around and making that no longer the case it's not pleasant, you know, and, and it's, and it's not consumer friendly. Like it, it's Microsoft friendly. Um, and you know, I understand that Microsoft want to maintain a, a grip on, on its relevancy in this space. And this, this isn't the way that I would go about it personally. You know, we've talked before about, um, of Spencer doing that interview on kind of funny and saying, it's not as, it's not as if, if we just make games, it'll change for us. It's like, no, but you got to try, man. Like you, you got you got to make something that's yours first. I, I think that you know, and I think Sony smartly got in before a lot of this entrenchment happened. You know, it's not as if Naughty Dog had like a several generations of hardware under their belt where they were sort of for everybody before they were pulled into the the fold. Um, whereas now the space we're moving into, there's an expectation of a lot of things being multi-platform, and I think that this trial has shown us that. I think the exclusivity race is going to get worse again, actually. I think we're moving into a, mm. a lot of money is going to be thrown around and a lot of things are going to get walled into gardens. And that's, it's just not going to be good for the average gamer. Quote no, unquote. And I don't think every single person can afford to buy both consoles, right? You know, and, no. um, and, you know or three platforms, if you're considering a PC as well, or, mm. or, you know, or a switch. Um, and, you know, I, I would feel the same way about this is if PlayStation went and bought Capcom and was like, uh, mm -hmm. you're not going to get Resident Evil on Xbox anymore. You know, I would have the same re like response that those, those games have been on all generations, sorry, on all, gener on all platforms across multiple gen generations and to take them away after so long, I think it is a shitty move. Um, mm -hmm. Time exclusivity, I'm mixed on it. I think you, I think it should be almost regulated to the point where it has to be, it can't be no more than a year. Um, yeah unless you actually fund the development yourself kind of thing, like kind of what Microsoft did with Tomb Raider, I think it did, you know, to, mm. or if you have a certain level of investment in the game itself, you can, mm -hmm. um, and not just simply buy uh, console exclusivity. Because I think, again, that mm -hmm. like that's a dick move. But um, like, yeah. isn't this just all about like, okay, so if I understand, I understand where you're coming from with this, but it's kind of like, did you ever guys do like an assignment, a group assignment at school. Like mm -hmm. there was that one guy that like did nothing mm -hmm. uh, and just, you know, showed up on the day Absolutely. with the PowerPoint yeah. to be like held up the poster or <laughs> whatever they did. Mm -hmm. I, I have to say like exclusivity means that the guy that didn't do the assignment gets gets credit. Mm. for for the assignment i understand what it means for the consumer it means that if you don't own this hardware you don't get to play it on there but from a business perspective from the 
from the the group assignment perspective, mm. uh, why should some why should another platform benefit for the work that you did? All those hours, all that money. But if your why? whole stick is for the gamers, we're for the community, we're for that, then you go and buy big IPs like Elder Scrolls, like Doom, like what else have they bought? They've, you know, Call of Duty, for example. Um, and then you go and lock you go and lock out a whole platform. Yeah, but that's they put them not, on. That's not for the community. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but they put them on the Game community. Pass. Yeah, but not. But not everyone has a PC or Xbox. So, like some people have played, like like me, I've played Wolfenstein on PlayStation, right? Mm-hmm. But now I'm gonna have to go and b- buy it on Xbox. Well, they're they're on special at the moment for three hundred dollars. The S is. Um, also, <laughs> also. You know what I, but you know what, what I mean, and like. Dishonored. I, know, I, I do I know what you mean. That's dis, why they're know, working. Dishonored one and two, like on PlayStation again. You know, if if they made a three or a spin-off or whatever it is, you know, I'll have to go and play. You know, I have to. Oh yeah, you're right. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized that myself. You know, <laughs> there's all these. You know, Evil Within, another one. I mean, I know I'm talking pretty much only about Bethesda, but yeah, they, but they are a, a really good example though, right? Because they they were in such a sort of a beloved, even when they fucked up, you know, people still had have a very soft spot for Bethesda because yep. they were sort of part of a very formative years in mm. our um, collective open world gaming, you know, mm. um, and and so I do think they're a really good lightning rod for this exact situation where I remember when they first got acquired, a bunch of my mates were like, oh, it's fine, like it'll come to PlayStation eventually, right? And like I I don't think it will though, man. And like I do think if you did it as we get it for a, a year and then everyone else can have it. I, I think a lot of people would be like, all right, well, that well, sucks. Well, that but was whatever. my initial, that's what I thought they would initially do. That was, I, you know, mm. they're, they're spruiking this whole for the, for the gamers, you know, exclusivity sucks. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, but we're going to go buy a whole publisher and not let a whole platform mm. play those existing IPs. Even Starfield. I'm like, mm, Starfield was known and a, and a known thing before Xbox or Microsoft mm-hmm. bought Bethesda, right? You know, that, that was known to be yeah. coming to consoles yes yeah and now it's not mm-hmm. you know so yeah anyway, yeah but look kind of, how good does it look though on the controller you know what i mean like that wouldn't have the same effect on the on the ps on the ps5 controller, i'm just saying <laughs> but uh, it's, it's curious yep. i'm curious about the final <laughs> fantasy though like final fantasy 16 because i don't is that a timed or is that just a full-blown exclusive timed pretty sure it's timed because remake hasn't come to Xbox. Correct? I don't think it's coming. I don't think it is. Let me have a look. Anyway, uh, da, 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 we've been da. through this. This is a. If you've been here, if you've listened to this podcast before, then you you know that we've had this conversation many many times. Let's um, let's. There's a six month locked in timed exclusive for PS5, but there are no current plans for an Xbox version either. So. Exactly. Mm. But I mean, and, and, you know, Square Enix is a good example of what you were talking about before with like the Asian markets, right? Where like they, the bread and butter for a lot of these games is a market that does not fundamentally care about Xbox. Mm, um, and exactly. so, you know, I understand not investing in those SKUs, but at the same time, that's, that's more of a, again, a broad problem of generally, I think everyone should just kind of be able to play everything, but um, yeah. we don't live in that world, unfortunately. It's not, but it's never, it's never been like that. No, it's not. But I, I feel like there was a, a period of time where we had sort of a Goldilocks kind of period where, you know, not too hot, not too cold. Yes. Your exclusivity mattered. So yes, it mattered if you chose your Xbox or your PlayStation, but you know, the, the, the water cooler games, right. You could mostly know you, you just play. 
Um, and I believe we, we are going to move away from that. I think if, if things continue to be the way they are, and that's not an Xbox problem, that's a Xbox and Sony being the way that they are. They are fundamentally greedy entities. Mm. Um, and that's, it's, it's going to get worse. I think I, just Look, I want- can't play, I can't play Mario Kart on my Xbox. Just saying. Uh, Nintendo is a, a um, pocket universe. It's a whole other problem. I just, yeah, I just don't want it to get to a stage where, you know, this goes through and then we're hearing rumors and whispers and, I don't know, Sony buys Square Enix. So then, and then Microsoft goes, well, you know what? Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I really uh, don't. You, and you know why? Because no one's why. thinking about Halo. Ugh. This is my idea. I have an idea for, and this, this might, I'm starting to write it. <laughs> if gonna- this acquisition goes through, it will make Halo more relevant to new gamers, to younger gamers, because the only people that care about Halo are the ones that played it when it first came out. Mm. It's not it's not attractive. Are to they gonna new turn gamers. into an MMO? Like Blizzard are gonna turn into like some sort of MMO? No, no. Like I think MMO? the way the way that they go about Call, Call of Duty, I think Halo could be Call of Dutyfied. Oh, okay. So like a, a platform as opposed to a, a, a yearly re- or like a every mm. couple of years kind of release. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I'm I mean, I don't see why not. You know, like I, I think the shooter market needs a bit of diversity. Um it can't just be Call of Duty or Fortnite, you know. Yeah. Or Battlefield. Funded. By Candy Crush. <laughs> plays Battlefield. Well, I mean, yeah, Candy Crush. That, that's, that's the thing that we don't really talk about on this show because no, I don't think any of us particularly it's, mobile it's gamers. It's so profitable though. It's huge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on from this because we've had, yeah, as I said, we've had this conversation a few times. There was another bit of, quick little bit of news here. Uh, Street Fighter Six is getting Rashid is this month. Um, AEW is, there's a little spooky thing about... Um, it's Battle Pass or Season Pass or whatnot. Adam's got a good little piece that's on the website if you care about wrestling. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, speaking of PlayStation and The Last of Us, there was rumors doing the rounds um, on Twitter, whatnot. So, you know, the grains of salt that you take with these things. Um, so, part three is beginning, uh, May, or sorry, it's doing major filming this year. So, apparently, mm. and Ellie will be just as important as she was in part two. Um, supposedly, uh, Gollum developer. How do we feel about this? Actually, the Daedalic Entertainment's just gone. Fuck it. Uh, not gonna make games anymore. Fuck that shit. Too mm-hmm. hard. Got roasted Good. once. Good. Yeah. Rest in peace, games, friends. Though. Rest in pieces. Because that was an absolute bleep show. The dog <laughs> fart or dog A shot? Dog fart. Didn't you say dog fart? Uh, it was just awful. Why would you do that? Did you not yeah. did you not see? Did you not look at this game when it was done? When it was finished? And be like, yep, that's the one. It's, well, I do think like it, it's rare to have a red fall, right? Where the, the the publisher and the developer think they've got something pretty decent mm. and then they, they find out later they don't. Like I think most people know what they've got on their hands. Um, I think it's admirable that they even remotely pretended as if they were going to keep making games. Um, but <laughs> we're, I, we're doing an update, yeah. guys, okay? There's a patch coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. We're going to reduce mm. his eye size by 15%. We're gonna... <laughs> 
Honestly, look, it, yeah. it's hard to make games. How I don't pretend that them? it's easy, but hopefully, they can mm. move on to things that they're better at. Exactly. I, I hope all those people get out there. What? Get it done, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> all right. Good job. I've seen Niantic imploded. Um, uh, the Pokemon Go people. Oh, really? Uh, that, yeah, they ceased development on pretty much everything that's not Pokemon Go and laid off 215 people, Whoa. I think. Really? Yeah. It was, uh, it was 250 or 25 Wait, did they make the anything workforce. else? I haven't heard about it. That's probably They were making, issue. there was a Harry Potter game they sunsetted, I think, last year. And then they were also in active development on a, um, uh, I think it was like a wrestling or a UFC one or something like that. There was a Star Trek one. I don't, I don't know. The, 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 basically, they, they were constantly trying to like recapture that sort of magic that Pokemon Go managed to pull off. Um, you know, nothing quite like that. They're also now facing charges of uh, a bunch of sexual bias in the workplace as well. So it seems not great over there. Yeah, they laid off 200 workers as well right before that news dropped. So They're not right. great at Niantic. Yeah. Mm. All right, and that is the news. We will push through to off topics very quickly so we can wrap it up and go home because it's kicked on for a little bit longer than we... Uh, it has. You know. We can talk. Wow. We can talk, especially when it comes to, you know who, big T-shirts himself. <laughs> yep. Um, what? T-shirt Spencer. <laughs> he's oh. in his group. Um, yeah. The nineties film of the week. Off topics, nineties film of the week is Rumble in the Bronx. It's a Jackie Chan film. I picked that because it's one of the first films I believe I went and saw at the cinema. That's actually a lie, but it's one of the films I remember going to see at the cinema. Um, Jackie Chan's in it. Uh, I love Jackie Chan. The story is not on IMDb. Yes, it is. A young man visiting and helping his uncle in New York City finds himself forced to fight a street gang and the mob with his martial arts skills. Uh, I used to, yeah, I was, a, I was a big Jackie Chan fan back in the day. I mean, was. Die Hard, Jackie Chan film. Like, what the hell? <clears throat> well, I don't know if he's done – he hasn't done much lately, right? He's aged. Yeah, he'd be getting on. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, I know he may look, you know, quite young. Bless his genetics, but um, he's worked hard. You can watch Rumble in the Bronx on. Let me just check that for you. I know that you're all very keen to watch this. Love how Zach just ignores me. It's crazy. Can't wait. Apple TV, you can pay for it, and Amazon Prime, no, you can pay for that. it. Five dollars, and it is eighty percent of Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, had a budget of seven and a half mil and made seventy six million. So, good return on, on investment. Big bonus for that CEO, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that matters. That's all that matters. We love our CEOs here. Uh, so, yes. Uh, any other? Oh, I went and saw Insidious, The Red Door. That film sucked. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Shout out to Sony for the for sending me there. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Sony. Thanks for. I think I sorry think about the movie. I saw a lot of influencers feel the same. Mm. It's just like, like the way the best way I described it. I don't know. I'm not sure if I told this because I may have kept this for for the potty, but it, it is like layers of fear. The film. So it's about mm. a. Um, it's like the family, right, of the insidious family, um, mm. and the son. 
is a painter. He's an artist and he's, you know, he's a bit, you know, he's gone through some, he's, he's fighting some demons um, mentally and spiritually, astral, astral projectively. Uh, yep. And there's a red door. That's pretty much all you, all you, need, all you need to know. Did the demons um, come through the door? Yeah, flop film, I would say. Uh, I would reckon I'd give Did it. Did he like paint f- the door? I have so many questions. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> what shade of red? Um, I'll give it four out of ten. Fifty shades of red. Yeah. Four. <laughs> four out of ten. Four out of ten for me. Bummer. So, yeah. It actually but maybe why four may, if it may, was that bad. Maybe like, even what? three actually. It no, wasn't no. But good what what, what were the good parts? Tell me the good parts. The free Asahi I got actually got into that film. That was, that was, really, <laughs> that was actually really, really like a really good Asahi. Um, the film, Zach, the film. The film, the film. Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne oh, was yeah, okay. okay. She, she wasn't in it that much, but yeah, she was fine. She was there. Okay. She showed up. She cashed her mm-hmm. jacket. Um, Lee, Lee Winnell and Angus Sampson. I've never heard of those people. You would, you would, uh, you would know them if you saw them, if you've seen those films. Um, yeah, well, Lee Lee Winnell is the one of the creators of Saw. Okay. And mm-hmm. Angus does, was in something, but he was he's he's done something. Uh, their little skit was funny for like thirty seconds, if a bit strange. But they had this character, right? They had like they had this character who. Because uh, it was set in a in a university or a college or whatever they call it in the US, right? And there was a character who's probably who's been put there for comedic relief or to kind of lighten the mood and make some jokes about it, everything like that. And it just kinda feels like a bit mm-hmm. just doesn't fit. The other films haven't kind of had that, and it's just it's kind of like it's just trying too hard. A little bit. It just like. Just, just didn't, just didn't fit. I didn't think it, it fit very, like, very well. And just like, I don't know, man. Like, who's the main guy? Looks like he always reminds me of Will Arnett, but not Will Arnett. Uh, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. And I won't never remember his name, but yeah, he's. I like Patrick Wilson. He's a he's a good unit. But he um, he directed this. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Um, there's just some you know there's some father son beef going on. It's just like. Whatever, man. Mm. So the three and a half Asahis that you ingested I are I, your I only had one other reason for your rating. Uh the thirty seconds of yeah, the, the thirty seconds of Lee and Angus were mm. pretty good. There was one cool scene in it that I did quite like. There's one I sorry cool sequence which was quite cool. And when they do go into the further, it is interesting, but it like the ending was just so like shit. Like it was just, it just ended. Like I, I couldn't, you know, I can't really exp- tell you because it would be spoilers, right? But it was just, ha- mm. it was happened so fast and it was just kind of like, yeah, cool. All right, sure. Anyway, yeah. that's uh, Insidious, The Red Door. Shout outs to PlayStation for that, not PlayStation. Shout outs to um, Sony for that uh, ticket there. Yeah, appreciate it, Sony. Uh, though I did see a very cool trailer for The Equalizer, which is the one with Denzel Washington, which is yeah, a that looks sequel good. to a film that's already called The Equalizer, I believe. <coughs> hmm. And another trailer for 
and another film I saw, but I don't remember what that was called, but good trailer. That, and there's, a, there's your three out of ten. So <laughs> Great. Um, started watching The Witcher. Eh. What, season three? Yeah. 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 It, I know they're course correcting so hard after season two, but I don't know. It, it's just not a good show. Like, I, I don't know why I try to like justify it in any sort of way. I, I just love the world of the Witcher. I want to like this. I don't think it's very good. Hmm. Hmm. I'd talk about it more, but I just, I've talked so much tonight. <laughs> All right. I've been doing um, a lot of heavy lifting. You know what I have been <laughs> watching though? I've mm-hmm. been, I put up on my Instagram story. I was like, guys, I need a, I need a show to binge. Like I need, I want, I want to be like three to five seasons behind. Like that's how much I, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and Yellowstone. Oh, I've I haven't watched it. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. There's at least like two killings a show, either either cattle or person. Um, it's 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 the Wild West. Um, there's a character that's permanently drunk uh, <laughs> for for good reasons, uh, and yeah, just like very. Uh, it's mon. It's based in Montana. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of old uh, gun laws, land ownership laws there's a there's a lot of political kind of you know the the native americans and the you know the people that own the land and it's it's a vibe it's a it's a whole thing okay that's what so Amazon yeah definitely did. recommend no. huh where do you where do you watch that is that stan uh, it feels like a stan yeah it is stan hold yeah. on i've got it i've got it in a tab no it is yeah it is stan Oh, no, my, uh, I thought it was that? Paramount Plus and I accidentally signed up for like half price for two months. Um, well, you can watch uh, Yellow Jackets. Keep with the theme. Is it is it the same though? I don't think it is. It's just it's got not. yellow in the title. It does just have yellow in the title. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, James, you got anything before we go home? No, nah, I'm I'm good. You're done. I've been pretty busy. Yeah. Yep. This is... Send this healing is... vibes Zach's way because uh, yeah. we can't have him this nasally every week. Guys. Yeah, I know. Well. <laughs> He's holding his nostrils open. Some good oh, air. I'm getting it. Uh, thank you for listening to this, this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. If you want to check out the content, you go to www.well-played.com.au. See all the content there and it'll be good fun. Um there's more ads on the site now, so just click on what, a couple of them. Maybe buy a random object. It'll, it'll be really good for our ad revenue. Um, <laughs> we appreciate you. Turn off the ad blocker at the very least. Yeah. Come on. And Don't I've, be a scab. I've limited it so it's not that bad. Nah. Could be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. Anyway, but thank you and lovely seeing you too, and we shall see each other next week. Have a good weekend. Yeah. See you later. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.